one of my best uh, childhood memories was uh, meeting uh, Mad Magazine artist Sergio Aragones at the comic shop that I used to uh, go oh, to. Nice. And uh, he was doing a signing and he drew several pictures. And I was even drawing cartoons. I was like maybe nine or something. And he saw me drawing so quickly and he did a cartoon of me drawing quickly. And oh, um, that's over the amazing. years, I have since met with him again at, at certain industry events. And one of the last times I saw him, uh, uh, it, it was like, I think it was at WonderCon, and I just happened to come across him and I said, oh, hey, I, I, uh, you know, I met you when I was a kid. I, I know I've met you a couple of times before, but you meet a lot of people. And I just happened to remember that on my Instagram page, I had posted a picture of me at 10 years old and him, you know, holding, he's holding up his drawing, I'm holding up my drawing. I said, see, this is me. And I've been working for 20 years doing cartoons. And that's because you were one of those guys who encouraged me. And he said, that's great. And I said, let me get out of your way because you got other people waiting to see you. And I started walking away and he said, hey, wait, wait, come back here. Let's take a picture now, the same picture, but now, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say no. And he had his friend take the picture. So I have these, these pictures like 30 years apart. That's, uh, it's just great. That's so amazing. Isn't that a cool story? Welcome back to Basic Brain Heart, the show where we celebrate and interrogate creatives of all stripes. I'm Hannah Camacho, and the gentleman you just heard me chatting with is none other than Chris Battle. Chris has been in animation for more than 20 years and has worked on shows that we know and love, such as Dexter's Lab, Powerpuff Girls, Teen Titans Go!, and about a zillion others, and Chris shares how he got into the industry without attending art school, as well as how his parents set him up for success from an early age, um, and a lot of actionable tips for anyone interested in getting into the animation industry. So it's packed full of great stories and great content. I'm so thankful Chris took the time to chat. One other thing, if you'd like to browse Chris's artwork while you listen, feel free to check out the show notes. I've got all the links there. Chris, I'm so, so stoked to have you on the show. This is really exciting. You're such a creative person. You've worked with so many people in the industry. I know you have so much, really, to talk about. So thank you. Well, I'm happy to be here, Hannah. I really enjoy the show. Um, so what are you up to these days? I usually like to start there, as of late at least, to kind of give people a little bit of context before we go into your history. Well, sure, sure. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with, with my work, I'm a character designer in television animation. Currently, uh, I'm character designer for Teen Titans Go!, which airs on Cartoon Network, and uh, we are in the middle of production of our fourth season. That's so so awesome. I've been drawing the Titans for a couple of years now. Um, I would love to hear about your background. How did you get into the industry? What, what made you interested in art from, a, I'm guessing, a young age? Um, all those juicy details. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, uh, uh, definitely like most kids, uh, I grew up loving to draw. Pretty much all kids liked drawing. But, um, you know, and, and growing up in the uh, the late 70s and early 80s, it was definitely a cool time to grow up as a kid because like so many people in animation, I'm a Star Wars kid that definitely fired up my imagination, right? Was drawing that like crazy. And then especially in the 80s, you, you had the best of the old. You would have like all the old Looney Tunes and Hanna-Barbera, but you would have new stuff like uh, you, you would have Voltron or, or anime when that came in. Golden it, it age. Yes. So much to choose from. Right. Not to mention all the movies, everything Spielberg, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future. <laughs> it was and video games. Yes. Right. Really fertile time for, for a young kid who likes drawing. Yeah, so I, I did have one thing uh, that, that was a nice advantage. I grew up uh, here in Southern California specifically in Santa Monica, which is kind of the uh, more the beach side of Los Angeles. So most everybody is in the entertainment industry uh, out here, or at least a large number. 
So uh, if you grow up wanting to be an artist, uh, that's an actual career option. <laughs> Whereas if you're some, somewhere in Iowa or, or in a completely different country, people might say that's a nice sure. dream, but it's not very Absolutely. realistic. But uh, yeah, here in Los Angeles, that's a logical career choice. And um, luckily, I had parents who were very, very supportive of, uh, of, of my artistic needs. And they, they really encouraged it. And they got me a lot of paper and pencil. But then they tried to arrange as many meetings as they could with anybody they would get to know. Yeah. And, and there's always things like, um, you know, artists from studios or movies would be doing appearances or signings. There would be museum exhibits somewhere. Um, I even grew up uh, with a, a family friend, kind of became an informal mentor to me. His name was Toby oh, Bluth. Wow. He was a, a Disney animator and Any artist. Any relation uh, of Don you, Bluth? You might have heard, I was going to say you might have heard of his older brother. <laughs> yes, Don, Don Bluth That's was awesome. his older brother. Yeah, the, the artistic gene ran, uh, ran uh, very, very strong in their family. Uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I always had a lot of access uh, to uh, animation and art as a career and was encouraged to pursue it. So did you did you actually go to art school in order to get into the industry? Actually, that's where I'm very different from most of my friends. Most of them all went to Cal Arts or, or Parsons or whatever, but uh, I did not go to art school. Uh, one thing that uh, that helped out for me, uh, other than location, was timing. Because uh, right when I, uh, not long after I graduated high school, it was the early 1990s, and there was a huge animation boom that was brought on. That was you know, right after, uh, you know, uh, Roger Rabbit, The Simpsons were just getting started. Beauty and the Beast came out. All of a sudden, everybody's making TV shows. Like, well, you know, uh, Nickelodeon had just gotten started with Ren and Stimpy and Rugrats, Batman, the animated series. It was a boom time. There were, uh, there were uh, more, uh, more jobs than people. So uh, a lot of the studios were willing to just uh, give people tests who are unproven or to offer jobs to people who look like they might be talented. And, uh, I, uh, right before that happened, uh, I, you know, having graduated high school, I needed a job like any young adult. And, uh, I thought, let's try to find something that's fun. Uh, cause, cause at the time I, I, I had always grown up drawing and I didn't know what to do with it. You know, I was like, uh, comic books would be cool, but like, I, I, I only just did that a little bit. You know, I kind of focused more on cartoony stuff. So I thought, can I do a comic strip? I'm like, I, I don't know how to invent the next Calvin and Hobbes. I don't really have an idea. And even animation, I thought, I don't want to do a hundred yeah. drawings just to make a ball bounce across the room. So that's <laughs> not it either. So I was trying to figure, you know, I was maybe taking some college courses thinking graphic design mm. or advertising art. I really didn't know, but I needed sure. to have a job. So I got a job at a brand new retail store called the Hanna-Barbera oh. store. And it was a lot like those Disney yes. stores or Warner Brothers stores people might remember from the 90s. And it was run by the Hanna-Barbera animation studio, famous for the Flintstones and Jetsons, Yogi Bear. And uh, it was run directly by the wow. studio. So what they did to train us for our job there, uh, they, they would bring us up to the studio and show us how all the animation works. So for an animation fan like me, that was great. And uh, a lot of the um, a lot of the uh, employees would come down there because they bring their whole families down and buy all the merchandise. Maybe that they drew the artwork for the T-shirts. And we were always told, you know, uh, if, if they identify themselves as an employee, you show them uh, you show them the best time ever. You help them out. You know, they're, they're the reason we have our jobs. So I got to know several of the artists from the studio, especially the head of design there at the time. And uh, my manager, God bless him, he started saying, you know, this guy does cartoons. 
you should show him your cartoons. I'm like, no, no <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> and, 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 and this, this Hanna-Barbera artist said, no, let me see him. Let me see him. And I actually had a folder in the back room <laughs> and they awesome. just got him out and he looked through them and he said, you know, these are pretty good. You, you should come up to the studio, show us some more of your stuff sometime. Wow. And so, um, eventually when, uh, when, uh, Hanna-Barbera was sold to another company, they shut down mm. the retail division cause it wasn't that profitable. But, uh, I, had my contact there so I contacted the head of design he said yeah sure come on up and I brought a real portfolio and he said wow these are actually pretty good these are even better than those doodles you showed me he said um, well I don't know how you'd feel about you know work working for this company now that you know they, they essentially fired all you poor guys who work in retail but if anything ever came up maybe I could give you a call just keep in touch and so for the next year, I kept in touch and I kept mailing him little promotional art all the time because this was this is before the web. Yeah, you know, it was <laughs> got, purely got snail mail. <laughs> I had to do color Xeroxes. Yeah, yeah, that was the one contact I had. And then about a year later, he called me up and he said uh, a bunch of people had left Hanna Barbera and they were starting a new uh, boutique animation studio. It was uh, uh, MGM Animation. They were doing uh, the new Pink Panther cartoon. And he said, I I need some young artists who are really excited to work and. I, that's how I got that's my start. That's really interesting. So. And when you did send him yeah. art, I'm, I'm curious if you mm-hmm. um, sent things you thought he might want to see, things that maybe matched the style and vibe of Hanna-Barbera at the time, or did you send him stuff that really was purely you? What, what was your approach with that? I, I did a little bit of both. You know, of course, you know, being young, I had no idea what to, sure. what to send. There were other things, promotional art I was trying to make that showed off my style. So sometimes I would maybe send something that was like a Hanna-Barbera property. It's maybe like souped up with a little bit more anime style. And other times I just did purely my own or other comic book uh, characters at the time just to show kind of my versatility. You know, so it was stuff I was mailing out to other places anyways, but I would just make a color Xerox paste it down on artboard and make it kind of like nice. a postcard thing. Say, hey, just keep in touch, <laughs> ready to work if you want me to. That's awesome. I'm over yeah, here. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. really interesting. And, and well, it it paid off. And, um, and how long were you Basically there? over the yeah. next couple of, that was okay. only six months because it, it was really a short thing. But I yeah, got my feet wet and then uh, I asked all the other artists and producers there, uh, who should I contact? And each one of them told me, oh, go here, ask for this guy. Go over there. I think they're hiring on this show. And uh, in, in pretty short order, like maybe just a couple months later, I, I had my second job. And uh, basically, I got to learn while working because I didn't know anything. <laughs> I didn't you go know, to art school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was very lucky at the time that because there were so many people who were not, uh, you know, trained to be animators already through through the school process, you know, like coming out of sure. CalArts, there were a lot of, you know, independent animators or advertising people, people who could draw that needed to be shown how to draw. So I was very lucky to be able to just learn while doing. That's really interesting. Did you, do you remember anything that was particularly daunting or difficult to grasp when you first got started? Oh yeah. Just, just how to draw for animation. Cause there's mm. a certain style where you have to simplify things, of course, to be easily animatable, not with a whole lot of surface detail, like say how comic books look, you know, there's a lot of detail in them. Yeah. You have to simplify it. And there's also, um, you have to learn how to draw things with dimension. So they look like they're a three dimensional person and not just a flat drawing. And then, you know, you learn that you have to draw characters from all angles because they need to show how they look from behind and how they look from the side. And yeah, there's a whole style that you have to learn. Now, 
luckily kids today can just uh, go uh, go on the internet and look on uh, Tumblr and see the actual artists' artwork and see actual model guides for series and they can yeah. kind of learn how to look. But absolutely, yeah, I maybe had one or two Disney books, but that was about it back then. And now there's wow. a ton of books. Yeah. You just kept at it. That's really cool. Yeah, it was, there was a lot to learn. I, I spent <laughs> certain times certain I was going to be fired, but uh, people just knew, no, no give it time. You'll, you'll get it. Yeah. yeah. I love it when people have that patience and that passion to teach and let someone grow. That's, that's really, really fantastic. Yeah. I, I think it's a little more rare now just, just because of, uh, you know, how there's so many people coming out of school. Yeah. And, and also there is so much more access for kids online to learn that. Yeah. Usually these days, if you're hired, you're expected to be ready to go like a professional. I don't think there's as much uh, room uh, for all those nice trainee sort of positions, but there are so many of us artists who are online and will often try to uh, answer, seriously answer serious inquiries by people who, who will politely ask, you know, instead of like, you know, emailing us a whole script and saying, "Can you can you send this to the uh, oh to, to, to the president <laughs> oh of Disney?" Boy. It's like, whoa, 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 slow down. But if somebody just says, "Hi, I'm wondering, you know, how do I get in? What what should I do? Do you have any advice?" You know, that we're always happy to answer that. So you know, it, it's a gradual process that you sometimes have to have to learn a little bit. But you know, that being said, if you have an actual in, like a family friend or, or somebody you meet who is more than willing to actually take ten minutes to talk to you. You know, yeah, why not, right? Yeah, absolutely. Use whatever connection you have. Yeah. That's really cool. So after those first couple of gigs, I'd love if you wouldn't mind sharing kind of a, you don't have to go into detail, but just kind of a history of kind of going from there to where you are now. Yeah. Well, uh, for for a couple of years, I worked at Klasky Tupo, which uh, most people know is the studio that did uh, Rugrats. And I worked on uh, another uh, another 90s uh, Nicktoons favorite that people might know, uh, Real Monsters. And I, uh, it was a great opportunity because most of their uh, staff was all uh, Russian and Eastern European. So I got to draw in this really unusual style, which was fun to learn to adapt to. But it just so happened that uh, among some of the uh, younger artists my age that I was working with, uh, one of them, he was a Cal Arts graduate. And uh, a friend of his uh, had just gotten his own series over uh, at Hanna-Barbera. Uh, his name was Gendy Tartakovsky, and uh, and and um, that that's that's the friend of the friend. And uh, he left our show to go work on Dexter's Laboratory, which got in a series pickup. And we had all seen the shorts, and we we're like, "Oh my god, that is so cool! That show is great!" Yeah. And then next, one of our background designers went over there, and he got recruited. And I I went to go just meet them for lunch to see what was going on. And they introduced me to Gendy and the art director for the series, Craig McCracken. And they said, Hey, uh, we, we might need somebody. And we heard, and, uh, and they said, yeah, yeah, you, you can just take a test. Just draw some, just draw Dexter and draw some like robots and, you know, space gear and some cool stuff like that and bring it in next week. You know? And I did that. And sure enough, they said, yeah, this looks good. You know, why don't you start, start in another week or whatever. And, uh, that, that was quite a big deal. Obviously, um, I mean, I, I just knew it was just cool cartoons that I wanted to work on, but that was another daunting task because all of a sudden I was working with a lot of artists who came right out of Cal Arts, yeah. and uh, probably the other half of the people working there had worked on the original Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> so it's kind of like being a good minor league uh, athlete and all of a sudden going <laughs> to the majors. Wow, that I really had to play catch up. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was, I was really sweating it there for a bit, but... Once again, it was another thing where uh, I was able to work with uh, really great artists and I was able to really learn while doing. And that was the start of like a seven-year run where I worked on Dexter's Laboratory, 
Then we worked on Powerpuff Girls, which just blew up like crazy. I mean, we knew it was going to be cool, but we didn't know it was going to be such a crazy hit. And then after that, Gendy took one of the background guys away and then was starting to work on a little secret project. And that soon became Samurai Jack. So that's, uh, that's what I did. And then I would alternate uh, there for a few years between... Uh, Samurai Jack, more Dexter's Lab, more Powerpuff, the Powerpuff Girls movie. And then, you know, finally all that ran its course. And then uh, I, I, I was like, time to spread my wings a little. And, uh, you know, I, I just wound up going over to other studios uh, then. And it was kind of, it kind of became more of a, of a hired gunslinger kind of a thing where um, every couple of years you would move on to another studio. So I went to Warner Brothers, Disney, Nickelodeon, Film Roman, kind of all over the place. And, uh, you know, the, the work has continued, and uh, I've got to work on a lot of varied uh, varied shows. Um, I guess uh, The Mighty Bee, uh, uh, Dan Versus, uh, for stars, not many people saw that. Uh, uh, Kick Badowski on, uh, on Disney XD. That's a good one. And, uh, and then uh, for the past four years, like I said, Teen Titans Go. So I'm getting to draw superhero comic book characters, <laughs> which is a blast. What have you found is the most effective way to adapt and really draw characters that maybe you haven't designed and, and really get to know them inside and out? Yeah. Well, well, that is the most one of the most basic skills for working in animation. Uh, yeah. Usually you have to learn to adapt to somebody else's style. I mean, yeah. every now and again, somebody, uh, maybe if they're developing a new show, will see an artist work and say, that. That's the style I want for my characters or my background. And then you're in this wonderful position of you are the setting the style. And all these other artists are trying to like scramble to match your idiosyncratic personal style. Uh, but most times, yeah, you're going to have to adapt to somebody else's style. And uh, luckily as a kid, uh, when I was like seven years old, I would just drive myself crazy trying to draw freehand Peanuts comic strips. And I would get very, very angry if, I, if it looked bad. No, Snoopy looks dumb. I got to redraw and I crumple it up. And my mom thought I was going to give myself an ulcer. But, you know, it was that need for getting it perfect that wound up serving me well in my adult career. <laughs> You're like, yeah. That's awesome. And, yeah. And, and so that's that's the thing. If, if you can show you're a mimic, uh, then you, you will probably have a good career. And that's that's why usually most shows they will have uh, what's you know called a model pack or a style guide. Where when the creator makes it, they'll show uh, they'll show the the characters from every angle, and they'll have lots of different poses and usually little notes like they'll they'll show like here's an example of the wrong way to draw the hands, but here's the right way. Or they'll say you know uh, this should look like a, a sock filled with sand. It shouldn't look like a balloon. There should be weight to it. So there's a lot of notes usually that that uh, can help that you. And usually we pin them up on the wall in front of our desk, you know, until we learn how to draw Slow it like down. that. So. Yeah, and eventually, you know, it starts clicking. Ho hopefully, it starts clicking. <laughs> Sometimes it takes two years before it starts clicking, and then you're like, oh, now I got it. Yeah. Absolutely. Are you a paper guy or a digital guy when you're doing it for yourself? Uh, I am 50-50 these days because, boy, I still love paper. There, there's something just great about it. And, uh, but yeah, digital is great. Uh, you know, once once things changed over to digital and I – and you start playing on uh, on the Cintiqs, which is what we use, which is uh, you know a, a large monitor, pressure sensitive monitor that you actually draw on. It's great because it's very natural. And what I do is I will do pencil drawings and I'll scan it in digitally. And a lot of times it really helps having having these digital because if I make mistakes, I can just cut it out and tweak it and twist it until I get it just right. And uh, then I'm able to really plus it up uh, a lot of times with color or other effects so I can create like a much more fi finished illustration than if I was just drawing on paper. But 
yeah, love the That's paper. That's cool. I like it. Awesome. Um, how do you approach uh, the creative process or work, whatever you like to call it? Some people hate that that term, creative process. How do you approach things differently now than you did when you first got into the industry? Mm, well, gosh, um, de- definitely, I have a lot uh, a lot more confidence these days. I got to say that <laughs> was good. You know, like the first ten years were fraught with anxieties here and there, but de- definitely. Once you do something long enough, you have a lot more confidence. Uh, although the, the the first couple of weeks of working on a new gig, it's you're always kind of sweating it a little bit because you're not sure if you've got it right until you get a little feedback. But uh, well, at least now, what, what's nice is because of the internet, we can sit here and watch movies and whole seasons of TV shows while we work. <laughs> <laughs> used used to always be music, yeah. You know, at least yeah. there's there's always music. Got to got got to have some music or got got to have some kind of entertainment on. What's your jam? Oh, you, you know, I, I listen to everything, but probably you know, I mean, hip hop is always is always the best. You know, definitely a lot of uh, turntablism kind of stuff because uh, at least there's That's no great. breaks in that if you listen to the whole <laughs> whole music. But um, yeah, That's I mean, cool. you know, old favorite movies are great. You know, uh, it's hard to watch anything animated because then I want to stop and actually watch it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. that's that's tough. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of feedback, which you mentioned a minute ago, um, that's always a difficult topic for artists because you put your heart and soul into these pieces that you're working on mm-hmm. but feedback is crucial yeah. um and really for anyone that's a tricky thing to navigate what is your secret to both receiving feedback even if it's not given in a gracious way or providing feedback uh in a way that is easily easy for people to kind of receive Mm-hmm. Well, one thing you have to do uh, if you're going to be a professional artist, you really got to ditch your ego. I mean, this this mainly applies to perhaps, you know, animation or if you're working, you know, uh, you know, if you're working for somebody, you, you, yes, you have to ditch yes. your ego. And especially in animation, it's very much a collaborative art uh, with a whole team. So you, you can't stop and think you're, you're the greatest gift uh, to the animation world. And uh, you and you do have a supervising artist or a art director or, or a director who uh, probably has more experience or even if they don't have more experience, they're the ones in that position and they, they, they're your boss. And if they say, I want it to look more like this, you know, that's you say, OK, I'll, I will try that again. And that that can be frustrating because sometimes you're very first drawing. You might think it's perfect, but, you know, you got to do what they say. And so, sometimes, yeah, it might improve your drawing and you'll go, oh, OK, they're, they're right. You know, or you might think I like that other drawing better, but. They're the boss, so so you have to do that. You have to do uh, what they want. So uh, yeah, that that's an early lesson right off the bat. And uh, yeah, if if you want to work professionally like that, you you have to take that. You can't be like, no, I'm I'm the shit. You know, you can't say I'm <laughs> I'm not going to change that. They'll be like, fine, then you don't have to work here anymore. You can yeah you know, yeah do your absolutely. Own thing. You're setting yeah. yourself up for failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as, as far as giving advice, I, I just always try to be uh, encouraging because, uh, you know, with, within our business, we're all professionals. People can just mm-hmm. take, you know, whatever, just, just honest criticism. Or if you're in a supervisory role, you just say maybe more like this or more like that. But as far as, you know, young hopefuls, you know, or people who are looking for advice, you know, just always try to be encouraging, but also try to, you know, maybe offer a little, uh, little touch of, uh, of real, real criticism. Nothing mean, mm-hmm. but just to say, 
you know, I think you should probably work a little bit more on drawing life or work on your volume. You know, think mm. anything encouraging because any young sure. artist, you know, you give them a little bit of encouragement, um, they'll, they'll, they'll go a long mile way. with it. Yeah, That's great. yeah. Because I was, I was one of those kids, you know, sending stuff in or asking any artist I could meet. And so, yeah, any, anybody who contacts me or especially any, any child who is brought around uh, to, the, to the offices, I will always stop and talk with them because I was one so of those kids great. too. I love it. You're you're mm-hmm. paying it forward. That's fabulous. Definitely. Absolutely. Hey. What kinds of characters do you find yourself most drawn towards, pun intended? <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I I have always been drawn towards uh, the cartoony, silly stuff. Um, definitely my, my some of my first favorite cartoons and that I still love now are the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes, Bugs Bunny and Daffy That's Duck great. and all those. Those are the best. And, uh, <laughs> they you know. are. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. And I loved all the Hanna-Barbera characters. And, and, and even now, anything that's cartoony and silly, I love. And at the same time, uh, you know, uh, like I said, uh, in the 80s, I, I grew up to love anime. And I love all the uh, action shows now that are especially heavily anime influenced because it's everybody from my generation is now running those shows. But as far as drawing yes. myself, I love the silly stuff. That's yeah. great. We were just we just had um, Elizabeth Ito on. I don't know if you know. Oh, her. Oh yes, I know her. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Yeah. yeah, she was talking about how lumpy Space Princess. That's her. <laughs> that's her girl. <laughs> and she just she she was saying the same thing as well. She just loved the silly and fun, which yeah. I agree with. That's fantastic. Um, are there any shows out currently that you're just really uh, loving and finding really inspiring? Well, uh, well, I mean, you know, the new Voltron. Wow, it's so good. Mm. You know, I cannot believe that. And that. That's another one I'm really having trouble with because I'm like, I'm trying to work and I'm putting it on and I find myself not watching my work. And, 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 then, I'm, and then if I really pay attention to my work, like a good artist, I'm, I'm missing the show. I have to keep rewinding it and stuff like that, you know. And uh, I, well, I can't wait to watch the new DuckTales because uh, some of my friends have, uh, oh, have made yes. that show. And I guess that premiered last night. So I got to check out the old DVR. And watch that. I got to set time aside and not not draw. Set time aside to watch that proper. You know, yeah. <laughs> How do you handle finding the time to create for yourself and using up your creative energy to make someone else's creative vision become a reality? Mm. Well, I, I, I will say I never mind using up creative energy to make somebody else's vision a reality because I mean that that's what we do when we sign up for this job. But one thing that is cool about that, I mean, ho- hopefully most times it will be something that you, you want to work on. You know, I mean, you know, there's times where, hey, a job's a job and you have to take it. Luckily, uh, as I started working in the 90s, that was when more creative driven, uh, creator driven shows uh, started popping up and it still continues to this day. So you're not seeing as much uh, just corporate product where they're purely trying to sell a really bad toy or something like stuff in the 80s. There's a lot of things you really would like to work on and, and something that ha- comes from a personal creative place. And then uh, the other great part about working in animation is it's a real team effort. It's a collaborative process where you're working with a whole bunch of other artists and often like-minded individuals. We're, we're all from that same geeky tribe uh, of people. And uh, you know, you take your character drawing and it's paired with somebody else's amazing background art. The art director chooses all the colors and storyboard artists put your characters in motion. The animators do it. And it all turns into a real final finished cartoon that is uh, greater than, this, than, than uh, just its individual parts. And it's really amazing to see that, that we're like, we did that. We did that together. You know, that's so I never mind putting, uh, putting my talent and energy to uh, an amazing group uh, project like that. I think that's Uh, great. Yeah. I think a lot of the folks that I have had on so far tend to be of the 
maybe more directorial nature. And so mm-hmm. they have the vision and they really, yes. ha- they, they can't help it. They have to mm-hmm. make that vision a reality. I think it's really neat that you don't mind working in a team setting and of course, contributing where you can and whatever ideas mm-hmm. you have. Yeah. But you're okay with helping that greater vision come, come to light. That's amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and uh, as far as finding time for my own projects, yeah, that's always a tricky thing, uh, especially as one gets older and, and, and you have a partner and then when kids come along. But um, it, it, it helps if, if you can find a partner who is very understanding of, hey, I, I got to go um, you know, do some artwork maybe for a couple hours and maybe can, can we watch that show or that movie tomorrow night maybe? You know, yeah, we'll, we'll Netflix tomorrow night for sure. But tonight I really I want to draw this picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah, so, so that always helps. You know, I just just gotta chop it up a little bit and like just just say, tonight I'm hanging out and and I'm watching TV with my wife, and uh, tomorrow night, uh, you know, we're all taking my kids out to the movies, and then Friday night, then I'm gonna sit down, I'm gonna draw till 1 a.m. because I really want to do that cool piece so I could post it up tomorrow or something totally. like that. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. What does your daughter think of what you do? Does she think it's pretty cool, or is she just used to it? <laughs> She just says, "Daddy, when are you gonna stop drawing this goofy stuff?" No, no, no. She she loves it. She loves it. You know, I mean, uh, what what kid doesn't doesn't like cartoons, and especially uh, you know, if if your dad draws a cartoon that you actually like, because she actually likes Teen Titans, and it's serving as a great introduction to the whole comic book pantheon, because now she knows all the DC characters and Marvel characters. I, I, I think she said she might like DC more than Marvel, so I don't know where I went wrong. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, but she did think Tom Holland was pretty cute, so I, I think swaying her over to the Marvel side. But, uh, <laughs> there, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good parenting right there. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> What's the best uh, tip you've ever received as it relates to becoming a better artist? And this is probably an obvious question, yeah. but... Well, you know, I, I even repeat it myself that people say, just keep drawing, draw your ass off and don't stop because uh, you, you're just going to have to do so much of it. And the more you do it, the better you're going to get. Don't just don't just say, I, I got that down. I know how to draw a horse. I'm good. No, 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 no. Keep drawing more. Draw it, you know, running, doing other things. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so, it's so simple. It sounds like a cliche, but it really is true. And even uh, since I've been doing it professionally, I'll look back on the stuff that I did. Uh, back when I was getting started, I'm like, yeah. geez, they didn't fire me back then? I was terrible, <laughs> you know. Yeah, even stuff just from like five years ago, I'm like, ooh, wow, I shouldn't have put that on the internet, you know. So yes. you know, hopefully if you're doing anything right, anything creative, if you're doing it right, you're always improving and you're you're never just stopping and figuring you got it figured out. That's great. When uh, you think back to your most fulfilling creative experiences – what is it? And maybe maybe it's currently. I don't know. Hmm. But when you think back to the times that have been most fulfilling and fun for you, um, what was it about those teams and or projects that really made them so great? Hmm. So, sometimes it's it's really just the, this kind of magic lightning in a bottle kind of a thing where like the project is exciting. That so, something that you would totally be into and be watching even if you weren't working on it, and uh, and something where. Um, you can really experience artistic growth. That that's a really cool thing uh, to have, uh, and yeah, just the people. And, th- and that that's that's a tricky thing because you, you never know. You could be working on a great project that's really cool, but like really, maybe the people are just too serious or not friendly <laughs> or something. But that, that was the time, uh, you know, on any any of the projects that I work on, where it's like the the people are great, the project is great, and um, yeah, it's it's even better too. Also, when it's uh, really uh received well by not only the public but also our fellow professionals too you know 
So it's it's kind of that whole thing. But it, it's definitely always the project and, and the people because it is a thing uh, where you're working with a lot of people. Like I said, it's a it's a very collaborative art. So that, that makes for the experience. Uh, there's several of the people who I worked with over the years. They're, they're just lifelong friends now, you know, because we, we went through a lot of fun and we went through the trenches and uh, shared a lot of good experiences. Yeah, blood, sweat, and tears for all that. But a lot of laughs. A lot of laughs because always it, important. The, the cartoon <laughs> industry basically is a lot of overgrown children running around being goofballs <laughs> with you know offices filled with toys. So we, we do fantastic. have a good time. <laughs> I yeah. love it. When you're interacting with uh, fans of any shows you've worked on, what do you find is the biggest misconception about what you personally do? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, uh, everybody always tends to think you only work on computers, you know, and it's mm. like, well, you know, it, it, it's a little more true now, uh, but, you know, I'm still drawing on paper. I mean, uh, I, I even had to uh, appear in some on-camera segments uh, for Cartoon Network where what they want to do is, is film you, you know, drawing on the computer, and uh, I was kind of like, well, I don't really draw this way, but okay, you know, I'll, I'll just draw it. And, <laughs> All you know, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm propagating a myth, uh, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and, and so, sometimes the other thing is is that you have to go to CalArts. You have to be a CalArts graduate. No, 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 no kidding. I mean, that is one of the best animation schools there is, and uh, you will probably come out with a great education. But there's lots of other uh, art schools w- which are amazing as well, and even some of the ones that aren't even famous, you know, will be good uh, too. And um, you know, like I said, I, I never went to art school myself. So if you do have the talent, perhaps you can you can get on in, especially especially now that there's so much reference uh, available online. Uh, with all of us artists putting our work online and even the studios and there's so many more uh, art of books being put out not just for film but now there's uh, a lot of art of books being uh, put out by uh, like Cartoon Network did uh, uh, Steven Universe book and um, you know and there's these the beautiful Legend of Korra books that Nickelodeon's been putting out there's a lot out there for people so um, you know well, while it's not necessarily a guarantee that that no uh, no art school means you get work um, I managed to do it but you know, hope, hopefully, great. yeah, hope, hopefully, there's there's a lot, lot more uh, non-traditional paths like that sure. for artists that they don't have to get into Cal Arts. Yeah, absolutely. And I think social media has been quite a game changer in terms mm-hmm. of people getting their work out there. And if it's really yeah. good, people will notice. And yeah, it's kind yeah. of like a living portfolio. Yeah, there, <laughs> Which, there of course are. Means you have to be shows. careful with what you put on there. But oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there, there are some shows out there. They, they have hired their storyboard staff from from Tumblr, people who have web comics, mm-hmm. especially web comics. You know, that's it's not a far leap to go from doing a sequential comic strip to doing storyboards. And there's a lot of people they they gave a shot like that. And that's that's their new career. So yeah, the, the, that is an important thing if you, if you want to get your work out there and, and interact with artists. You know, the, the web is just, it's a great resource. That's great. What do you wish people knew about you that maybe they don't know if they don't know you well? Hmm, uh, that that I didn't necessarily create every show I worked on. <laughs> every now and again, I, I see Oh, come on, you're saying, the showrunner, right? Uh, yeah, right, right. They, yeah, sometimes people think I'm, I'm the, the main designer. Or I design them all. I mean, some of these might be from other countries where they're using Google Translate. But uh, no, I did not create Real Monsters. or <laughs> I, I, I did not direct Powerpuff Girls. Or, no, no, I, I was just 
I was just one of a crew of many talented artists. Yes. Yeah. And then they yeah. want to give you feedback on how you should change the show. And yeah, I'm sure that's always yeah. an interesting. Well, <laughs> well that, 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 that's always, that, that's always fun, but you, you know, I mean, you just say, Hey, that, that's a fun idea. But you know, you, usually you, um, we always have to be careful if people start, you know, seriously trying to pitch ideas. We're like, well, we, we can't take ideas. Cause uh, yeah, that's, that's a legal thing that could get in trouble. Cause you might tell me an idea. I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that three months ago. It hasn't aired yet. But if, yeah, they saw it on TV, they'd be like, they totally ripped off my idea. And that jerk, Chris Battle, he stole my idea. It's like, no, we already did it. So, yeah, we, we can never accept scripts hey, or yes. outright ideas, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, always a good reminder. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's a Saturday, which, hey, today's a Saturday, um, and you have the day to yourself, what does your perfect day look like? Ooh, boy. Yeah, I think uh, if I could just do a little bit of art, that'd be kind of nice. Uh, I know I got – it's going to sound like like a 10-year-old's day, but I got some comic <laughs> books here I want to read. Nice. And uh, and like I said, this, they're streaming the whole seasons of, of Voltron. I got to watch some Voltron. Yes. I think I got some video games to play. <laughs> Oh boy, it's so darky. That sounds yeah. like a, no. That sounds like a good Saturday. Yeah, it's it's a, now I can Solid. drink coffee. I'll I'll, I'll drink coffee. That, that's <laughs> kind of grown up, right? Yeah. Absolutely, that counts. Yeah, it's it's okay if I have cereal for lunch though, right? That's one hundred percent, right? Yeah, percent. It's whole grain. I'm a grown up. Has to, okay, it has to be Fruit Loops though. <laughs> oh damn! I gotta go to store. Do it right. Oh man, <laughs> that's right. Do you try to avoid burnout or do you actually embrace it as a fuel to just continue and keep working through it? No, no, you know, really you do have to take time uh, for yourself, not only just for emotional sanity, but but also physically because, um, you know, we all try to push ourselves and sometimes you can literally hit a wall, you know, um, that, that is one thing with uh, with at least animation art. It is a sedentary thing. You're sitting at a desk for long hours and you got to take time to eat right, take care of yourself, take breaks. Uh, yeah, I, I, I literally did uh, get pneumonia once because I had to hit deadlines. It was kind of a thing where an executive was like, Are, do you have those things ready? I know you're not feeling too good, but you're going to have that. And yeah, I literally did get pneumonia. And I was like, whoa, I really got to listen to myself next time and you know, go to bed early. But, but now I, I just know if I'm... If, if it's ever getting a little crazy, I got to take time to hang out, you know, uh, Netflix and chill. Uh, like I said, it, it helps. It helps when you have a family because you, you, it is important. You're like, yes, I do have to spend time with my child and go out, you know, for the afternoon. And, you know, I'll draw tomorrow. I'll stay up late tomorrow. But today I'm just going to hang out with the family, you know, hang out with my wife. And, you know, yeah, and she won't watch Voltron, but that's OK. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we, we, we can hope for it. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, I love it. And you've, you've shared a lot of really great tips for anyone who may be interested in getting into the industry and who is maybe looking at art school or maybe looking at not going to art school. Um, but I'd love to circle back just one more time to that question where if you were speaking to maybe a small group of young hopefuls, maybe they're in school, maybe they're yeah. getting ready to go into school or considering it, um, what might you share with them that you wish you knew when you were getting into the industry, you know, a few tips that you might say, avoid this, make sure you do this. What, what, mm. what would you share with them? Do you think? Well, gosh, uh, well, like I, like I mentioned earlier, it is very easy to learn 
how you have to draw for animation now um, because uh, you can go online and you can see the artwork of, of artists and will you know um, they will actually post this is the finished artwork this is how uh, what we call model sheets where they show a character from every angle and uh, you can buy those art of books and, and see how, how they do finished art how they take it maybe from rough all the way to finished because that's the thing uh, some people will may, maybe say oh hey look at my artwork what do you think and uh, it, it'll be really really neat personal artwork and it might be really busy and crazy detailed and really imaginative. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But looking at that, I can't tell if you can if you can draw a Steven Universe, you know, uh, you know. And uh, yes, so it's it's good to look at those things. You know, get, get online, look at those, uh, look at the the official tumblers of the shows, even. But definitely, all the artists have a lot of stuff. You could just even Google, uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or or the Boondocks, and you could see all the official artwork. Uh, so that's that's a great resource because that's how you can teach yourself how you have to draw for animation. Yeah, that's I, I would always say, look if if that's the thing they want to do to work in animation, say go to the internet, go to the art of books, and, and use that as a guide for how you have to learn to draw. Develop your own personal style on the side too because that's good, but uh, you got to kind of get those the basics down. That's that's go an important part. Go to YouTube part. University. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah really yeah it's I mean, amazing yes. yeah i mean google image search is the best thing you know because uh, then you'll just find what's this image from oh my god it's the lead designer of my favorite show and every day they're posting all their artwork from the show and here's the links to everybody else who works on the show yeah. and and then and then you're down this great rabbit hole you're like oh my god they worked on motor city too <laughs> uh, there's all the motor city things and you you know this person worked for yes. dreamworks and here's that yeah you can you can find a, a great resource of like literally every animated project and you know pretty soon you fill up your whole hard drive with stuff so yeah it's it's a great way to learn animation is kind of seen as like the goofy step sibling Hmm. of like real entertainment Mm -hmm. and there's like a stigma that comes with it i mean i've always loved animation i'm a huge fan of it and Mm -hmm. i'm really grateful because uh, my youngest son who has autism is just he he's he wants to be an artist and he's you know he's he gets upset if his lines are off and he's working really hard to be an artist someday so it's a fun thing for us to bond over mm-hmm. um and i've never seen it that way it's storytelling it can be silly it can make you cry mm-hmm. but how do you feel like do do you get that sense? I'm sure you do because oh, you are. Oh, of course, but you know, it, it goes with any of the fun stuff. Yeah, uh, true. You know, right? I mean, why do you uh, think that is, though? What's your What's your sense of why people want to put it in a box hmm. and sort of not poo-poo it, but <laughs> think that it's just uh, it's less than? I, I think there's a lot of things that you know, like God, like a hundred years ago or something like that. They started out as cheap, disposable entertainment. Whether you're talking about cartoons or comic books or or sci-fi or whatever, right? Is it, it was never like like real literature or real art, and uh, and it's only as more and more generations grow up with it that it becomes something greater. Like all those kids from the '50s who grew up with cartoons and and old sci-fi serials, they're like, no, this can be art. And then you know, there's George Lucas and Steven Spielberg making great cinema and uh you know even, even more so now animation keeps getting better and it's not just junk just to sell toys it's really personal personal uh stories and uh beautifully art directed things that uh, you know can really touch people i mean we've all seen we all watched uh, the first 10 minutes of up 
and we all just lost our shit, you know, right? Right, right? Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, a couple of years ago, people would go and say, oh, comic books or sci-fi. Meanwhile, everybody's lining up to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, everybody watched the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, you know, pe- people were spending a ton of money, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars to buy uh, upscale urban vinyl toys, you know, so... Yeah, it's it's previous generations, I think, that uh, you know dismiss this stuff. But right? yeah, yeah, we we all know, and we all know who our people are. And there's plenty of people who uh, who like this stuff. Oh, that that this would circle back to, to a whole thing in my past as uh, as as a young art student. Uh, uh, when, when I was going into high school, um, I was very fortunate enough to be going into high school that had a very uh, focused art curriculum. And uh, so um, when I was going to be going over there, you know, like when you're going to be like early studio um, student orientation, uh, my parents were, were meeting all the teachers and they met this one teacher and they said, oh, yeah, our son loves to do cartoons because they're always so supportive of me. And uh, this, this teacher just goes, oh, well, he'll grow out of that. And they just said, they looked at nah, it said, don't, don't take any of her classes. And I, I wound up taking classes with the, with, with the, an, an artist who uh, he actively encouraged all of my cartoon artwork. Once I, sh- he used to think that I was just messing around until I showed him my paintings of my cartoon art. And he's all, okay, this guy's serious. You know, and yeah, he let me do cartoon illustration for all my art classes. So, uh, yeah, and I, and I have since returned uh, to the school to, to get an alumni award uh, for, for working professionally. And he's always uh, touted me to his students as, here's somebody who made it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, there are all those people who will dismiss cartoons, but then there are more people, I think, who will embrace them and love them for totally. you know, the good things that they are. Yeah. That's awesome. Chris, if folks are listening and they want to follow you, where do you prefer they find you? Tumblr, Instagram, Twitter? Well, what, what's your favorite? Uh, I'm, I'm not on Twitter, but uh, I am on Instagram okay. and Tumblr. I'm uh, Chris Battle Art, and uh, there's awesome. even, um, uh, like, gosh, it, it's like over 10 years ten years worth of, uh, of my old blog at Chris Battle, uh, Chris Battle Illustration at blogspot.com, nice. but all the current stuff, Chris Battle Art on uh, Tumblr and Instagram. Fantastic, and I'll make sure to link to those in the show notes so people can find those easily, but Chris, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking some time to chat. Oh, thank you, Anna. It's been great being on the show. And I've, I've really enjoyed the previous episodes you, you've had featuring uh, some of my cartoon people on. So it's nice to be a part of that. 